It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo. Yo. Mooka Rich. Bring in the bull. The cow. What's up, gents? <sighs> oh, yeah? <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was... <laughs> oh. That, now, to answer Yogi's question, that's the sound of something great to do when the power is out. Uh, my Take power a great dump. was actually out. Did we podcast last Monday? Monday before. Last Monday, right? Yeah, we, we podcasted. I think we went last Monday. The Monday before we didn't. Monday before. Luckily, we did not because we lost power here. Yeah. Yeah. From about 7 o'clock till... I think it kicked back on like 2.30 in the morning, 3. So... Did you check your cigars to make sure they were okay? It was... <laughs> they were all good. It was dark. Um, I watched videos on my iPad, and I went to bed early. <laughs> yeah. Pretty pretty boring. You don't realize how much you depend on electricity until you don't have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No power. Yeah, I yeah, feel like. Uh, what's that? I don't know what to tell him. What else to do? Smoke cigars. I think that's that was your original answer, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Smoke cigars. I stand by my answer of whatever you would typically do when the cameras aren't watching. Right. All those cameras that are watching you twenty four seven are all off now. They probably got ways to keep them on. Yeah, I'm sure that's actually true. <laughs> oh, well. Tell us what you would do when your power's off. What's a, what's a good I mean, idea? We're gonna, I mean, can you imagine what NC6789? I mean, I don't even know what his answer is going to be. What would it oh, be? I know what he would do. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Tell us. Tell us what dirty. you would do. Dirty or not, tell us. The nice thing is during the summer, uh, it's not as bad. But like in the winter, when it's already dark at like you know, 4, 30, 5 o'clock, that yeah. sucks. What's, what's funny about when our power went out, I was headed home <clears throat> and for... Uh, we've been buying like some camping stuff to go camping. And I was actually at Academy and they had this like little oil lamp. Yeah. I was like, man, I should get one of those. It'd be great if the power goes out and then just for camping and stuff. And I was like, nah, I don't need that. (laughs) Get home. Power goes out. (laughs) Fuck. Could have used one of those. Here's the, here's the really shitty part. Our uh, our garage door. So I normally my wife was gone. So I normally don't park in the garage. She does. Uh, both her cars fit in the garage. Mine stays out. But our garage door is like a million pounds, mm-hmm. 
And if the power's out, you are not raising that door by yourself. Mm-mm. Um, so I was trapped in the house and I was like, man, may not go to work tomorrow either because I can't get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you could Uber. Oh, if your phone still has battery. Yeah, I could have charged it. I at least have battery backups and stuff to charge things. I really don't think there is nobody that I know. I don't think that is truly prepared for like a prolonged type shit like that happening. You don't think so? What would you uh, what would you say you need? I'm I'm pretty I'm fucking not really prepared. I'm not really I don't know. It's a good question. Let's say, uh, so back in 2007 here in Tulsa, um, we had a huge ice storm come through. Yeah. And seriously, most of the city was without power for at least a week. Some of them week and a half or two weeks. What do you think you need for uh, two weeks? No electricity. Toilet paper. Yeah. I mean, non-perishable food, probably. I think after COVID, people have plenty of shit tickets. Yeah, you need some way to make food. Okay, so gas stove. You'd still be all right, right? Yeah, that'd work. Mm Mm-hmm. So you could cook everything. You just Some kind of lantern or flashlights. Yeah, which I had flashlights. Flashlights, yeah. Flesh? Yeah, fleshlights, yes, fleshlights. <laughs> oh, flashlights. I mean, you might you might could use that and <laughs> pass yeah. the time. What else do you I think? Know. I'm sure there's some sort of survivalists that listen to our podcast that probably have a whole list of shit that they... Oh, I bet they don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. It was funny, I did... Um, did a podcast uh, with Simply Stogies earlier this, or what's today, Monday? Yeah. yeah. What day did I do it with? Them? Last Fuck. Monday? You did it last Monday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he was talking about how he enjoys listening to Sultans of Smoke, and it was like one of the first podcasts that he listened to. And he's like, you guys are one of the few podcasts that I never thought I could do it better, but I could have better sound. Sound quality. I was like, all right. Nice. <laughs> that ain't, that's a pretty low bar. Could definitely have better yeah, sound yeah. quality. Yeah. And could quality. do better. Right? And you could definitely do better. I'll have yeah. to listen. That, that see was a nice has, guy. See if he has What's better that? sound quality. I'll have to listen. It's phenomenal. Yeah. No, he did a nice job. I'll have to see what he, uh, what is he, what's he use? I don't know. Apparently it's not, um, it's not, uh, Skype. <laughs> no, Skype we is pretty Zoom. crappy on quality. Yeah, we use Zoom when I did it. Okay, uh, when we, we did it, our... we could use Zoom and step up our audio game. Yeah, ain't that serious? Are we ready for that? Small changes make us nervous. Uh-huh. 
I think shitty quality is what we're all about at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think it's part of the charm. Yeah. <laughs> if if we get if we get rid of that, what are people going to bitch about? <laughs> exactly. I just want to make it very clear, though, that whatever corners we cut with our podcast is not a reflection of patina or the tobacco that goes into patina or any of that. So, well, look, those too busy making cigars well to fuck around with the podcast. If, if we had better sound quality, what would this guy have looked forward to? That's very true. We're just letting his dreams. You're welcome. uh, Become reality. Yes. You're welcome. We, man, I I know we've talked about this, and I'm not going to sit here and, you know, it's not a circle jerk or anything like that, but we really were, I mean, there were a few people that started before us, obviously, but they had already had some sort of connection to the industry. I would like to think that we were some of the first people to start one of these that had zero connection to the industry before it became everybody was just starting a podcast. 2014, man. 2014. Yeah, we had to have been. Yeah. The start of the everybody has an opinion train. Yeah. So it's your fault? No, because not enough people knew ever knew who we were, but <laughs> I, I think it was, well, if these guys could do it, it's kind of, I think, how a lot, a lot of the attitudes that people that I know, you know, well, if Mo could do it, uh, so, yeah. You gotta pave, anyway. you gotta pave the way. I don't know if we paved the way, but set the, I would have set to the bar low. We were, we were one of the first. Set the bar low. <laughs> and I and I yeah. give complete credit to Drew, by the way. Like, Drew was the one that wanted to do the podcast part of it. That, you is, know? that is true. Yeah. We yeah. should have named it Cigars and Protein Bars. That's what Ooh. we should have named it. Well, might have to rename it. But now it's more accurate, considering, you know, present company included. That wouldn't get us a million listeners on that one episode that was about barbacoa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was good. (laughs) That's definitely the best thing that happened. There were a lot of of disappointed people with that episode. (laughs) (laughs) They were expecting some sort of secret recipe. Jokes on you. Can I use my Traeger? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. Good shit. (laughs) Who the fuck are these guys? (laughs) That's actually a good lead into a question I wanted to ask you guys about tonight. So you were talking about, you know, this being one of the earlier podcasts from people who didn't do cigar stuff. And now there's like 7 million, right? Probably. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, there were probably other ones, but you know, not not the same level as now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So one of the ways that a million and one people have opinions now is on YouTube, and you guys have probably seen all this hubbub about 
cigar people leaving YouTube and cigar channels coming off YouTube and cigar obsession mm-hmm. was banned on YouTube and blah, 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 blah. And people have been mm-hmm. asking some questions about that, but here's the question I really want to ask. Mm-hmm. Does anybody care? <sighs> like actually care? Oh, actually care. <laughs> So that yeah, that's like, what, oh this is annoying they're going after my cigars but like does anybody actually give a shit is anybody's life actually worse? I it's hard to say man because like all I could all I really look at cigar wise is if people post something about Patino or post an interview that I did with them or something like that which typically don't get a ton of views so for me personally no. Well, nothing on cigar YouTube gets yeah. that many views compared to any of the rest of YouTube. Right. Um, like a really, really good cigar video is what, 10,000 views? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. And that's like no views on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, I know Facebook is is kind of I think hammering down too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. On Some, on, on cigar stuff. Like how? Because people always have these vague market. ideas, right? And they keep talking about vague things that are happening, and they're holding down cigars on social media. But like, there's no, no evidence of such a thing occurring. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, doesn't much matter. I was just, I was just curious, right? Because I've heard a lot of chatter about it over the last week or so. Okay, so just, wh- where is the chatter coming from? I guess that's a good starting point. It's mostly podcasts, YouTube channels, mm-hmm. people's Instagram saying so and so is on whatever platform now, which means nobody's going to go watch them because nobody's going to right. those platforms. That's that's you're done. Um, what platforms so, are they moving to? I've heard a lot of Rumble. Okay, I clicked over there once. I'm not going back. Okay, <laughs> it's like a garbage platform. It's actually called Rumble. Um, Rumble, yeah. Interesting. I went there and I was like, nope, that was that. We're done. Um, so I, I don't know where they think they're going to get followers. And I think some of it has to do with monetizing, right? You can't monetize cigar content or tobacco content on YouTube, which has been a rule for a while. But I think what they've cracked down on now is you can't, you also can't have sponsored ads in your. Non-sponsored content, mm. right? Oh, okay. So they're like, "Oh, you're you're still getting money from that, so that's not cool." Um, well, so basically, you can't monetize anything, which I think is funny, right? Because almost nobody can monetize anything in cigar media anyway, unless it's some ads. <laughs> like you, YouTube yeah. views aren't going to pay you anything, like no. not for cigar stuff. No. Nobody makes a living off of it except like Charlie Minato and the Cigar Aficionado guys. Yeah. So the idea that like I'm going to move to another platform because I can't make my money here, like what money were you making? <laughs> None. 
No money. Right. I don't know. Yeah. The only thing we ever tried to monetize was the cigars, and we saw how that went. Yeah, you can't even make it like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, I think we were just early <laughs> on that. Because now it seems like if pod, like, I mean, it seemed like the hot ticket was able to move whatever they made pretty easily. Granted, they're much bigger than us, but. Everybody and their mother has a cigar brand right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's funny, we were talking about that, and I've been really thinking a lot about what the next year or two is going to look like potentially and i think my plan going into the year i think i'm looking at completely revising it i think it's going to get ugly how so um the cigar industry is that what you're referring to yeah i do i I think things are going to slow down shortages or no. Okay. Just people not buying. I do, yeah. I really do. Hmm. Interesting. I think... You think the uh, all those limiteds are going to wear out? No, that's done. That's <laughs> maybe you another six months a year. Uh, God, I don't yeah, think it done. is. I don't think yeah, it, it is. is. Th- that bad boy... It might train slow is, down, but it's not done. That train no. is... Full steam no, but it's going to go back to legitimate things celebrating stuff, right? It's not going to be like, it's Thursday. Here's a limited edition. I'm saying, when I say it's done, I mean it's going back to that a more of a middle ground than it is now. I think we got a couple more years. That's what you should do. Yeah, I agree. With I you thought too. so, too. I thought so, too. My thinking What's is going to happen is the shops are going to stop. The shops might stop buying it, but they're just yes. going to go direct to consumers. So yeah. That, in that, from that perspective, I, I'm with you guys. I think they may change the way that, but I, I don't think you're going to see it the way it was the last couple of years. It'll maybe manifest its way in a different, manifest itself in a different way. I think what you should do, Mo is you should make seven limited edition cigars. Mm-hmm. And you should release a new one each day for a week. Mm-hmm. This is the Patina Monday. Get mm-hmm. that on the Monday. This is the Patina Tuesday. You get seven days in the cigar media. Yeah. You got yourself a great little marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. And then it can be, you know, smoke the Monday on Monday. <laughs> Post your picture of it. Just do Tuesday one Tuesday on Tuesday. One a month. Yeah. One a month. Patina the like first. Day of the week under. Patina the second. Patina the third. Yeah. Patina all day, every day. No, I don't know. I. I all day, every day. Patina. It's like, look at, it's like everything else. You, you, human, human beings never change. It's like everybody just thinks things are going to keep going. And that's why most people, when they buy into something, they buy like at the top or they sell at bottoms because human psychology 
just works that way to really block those that that instinct you have to really work at it and most people don't realize something is over until it's like way too late right so when i say the limited trend is over i don't mean like it's over right now and i don't mean it's going to be over six months from now or even maybe a year but if what you're thinking is that i'm going to keep doing this for the next three to four years you are wrong, period. That's just not going to happen. There's going to be a correction, just like everything else within the cigar market. Just how it's going to go. And people like in my position are going to feel it a lot more than maybe some of these other people that are able to weather it better, right? So... No way, man. My cryptocurrency is never going to go down. <laughs> yeah. It's well. all ups. <laughs> yeah, they're learning a nice lesson, too. Uh. <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, man, it's like, I don't know. But to me, if I'm looking at it objectively, and especially as somebody that is waiting to come out with their first limited, I'm like, shit, I kind of missed the boat. And not on purpose. It just worked out that way, unfortunately. But... It'll be fine for your fan base, though. Yes. Yeah. Anybody who's going to buy your cigar is not going to be like, oh, I'm sick of limiteds. I can't buy Moe's Limited. Exactly. That's just not going to come up. Yeah, I agree. That's it. I'm out. I'm not buying it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Too many limiteds. Too many. No, and again, you know, stuff that celebrates something like, I don't know if you guys saw... um, my father's doing a, what is it, LaFleur de Antillas uh, anniversary cigar for that line of cigars. Like, that's really cool. Like, that, that's a line. They want number two. That cigar, did it win Cigar of the Year in Cigar Aficionado so. or was it number two? I think it was Cigar of the Year, wasn't it, one year? Yeah, I think it got number one. Yeah, like, dude, that's something to celebrate. That's pretty cool. Like, 10 years of that line. Like, I, I do. I mean, I, I agree with shit. Like, I think that's really, I think that is celebra- celebratory, celebration worthy. Oh, but mm-hmm. Monday's not? <laughs> well, every day above ground is, I guess. <laughs> it's like if you're going to work, right? What, mm-hmm. what kinds of things would you expect your company or your manager or somebody to call out, right? Hey, you've been here. Five years. Cool. Right. That's neat. Hey, yeah. you showed up for work today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. You managed to park in one parking stall. Congratulations. <laughs> Good job. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Cool. So speaking of people who fuck things up, Ooh. what what happened in Chicago, Mo? Okay, so let's give a little background to the listeners. Drew texted, Mo, what the hell is going on in Chicago? Yeah. Based on some events that happened over the weekend. Little did I know that I was actually in what happened without knowing. I, I had an idea. Well, listen, I'm just going to tell the story. Tell it. So... I go, I pick up a pizza, 
This is downtown, whatever. So I'm going back to my friend's hold on, place. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where did you yeah. get the pizza from? Blue Melnati's. Fuck yeah. All right. Keep going. So, <laughs> so we... Uh, now you're talking. Sorry, I feel like I'm Now you're now. talking to Cal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm talking. Okay. And by, so this is the pizza that I get just in case anybody comes to yeah. Chicago. Yeah, what kind uh, of pizza? So I got a Blue Melnati's deep dish butter crust with Italian beef on it, extra crispy. Yeah, the butter crust is the answer. Okay. And then I put fresh jardinera on it because I don't like the jardinera cooked into it because it takes away from, you know. So I put fresh jardinera on top of it. So it's almost like an Italian beef sandwich in a way. Uh, but pizza. And sometimes if I'm feeling whatever, Lou Melnati's has ridiculously delicious ranch. And sometimes I'll yeah. sprinkle a little ranch on top. It's out of this world. All right. All right. This was already a good story. You can go on with it. So, so we're, yeah. So I'm sitting at a stoplight by Millennium Park, which anybody that's been to Chicago, you know, that, that thing they call the bean or whatever. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I hear screaming. And I see this kid that can't be older than 12 years old. I mean, this little kid. Like, you know, like it was like watching uh, somebody running on broomsticks. That's how skinny this kid was, right? And <laughs> Nice. He's you stilts. know, all of 12 years old, maybe. Maybe 13, out of something, but very young. So he's running towards where I'm stopped at and, and obviously other cars. And he's got something in his, in his shirt. Now... I'm assuming, I'm like, okay, maybe it's, maybe it's a, like, and I see one cop running after him. So I'm like, okay, maybe he jacked somebody's purse or something like that. But then I literally see 10 more, and I'm not, that's not an exaggeration, about 10 more police officers running after him. So I'm like, okay, that's not a purse. I'm like, no fucking way. Could that be what I think it is? Okay. Okay. Which you guys, right? I mean, yeah, I'm like, no way. No way that kid's packing. I mean, it's just, I'm like, but he, you know. Uh, so anyway, now it was funny because the dude, the initial cop running after him was about five foot seven, five foot eight, jacked. Like, so it kind of looked like one of those, like, like a boat, like waddling on water. He's like trying to run after this, like, little kid that's like real. It was kind of funny, but not funny, obviously, now that after I find out what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, man, so, okay. I'm like, what? That was, that was weird. So I get to my, I'm like, and I'm like, I think this little kid had a gun on him because I'm like, they wouldn't run after some little kid like that over something like a purse. They'd be like, yeah, shit, shit lock. Sorry. You know, or something from a store. Right. So anyway, yesterday I read this article And at that exact time, there was a shooting at Millennium Park. They caught this kid was not the shooter. He was with the shooter. And they they got the shooter, and then they chased this kid down. And that's that's the kid that I saw. Good Lord. Now, they didn't mention how old the kid was in the article. They said a minor, right, like really young. 
But you're talking about a 12 or 13 year old kid, man, with fucking pecking heat. <laughs> Jeez, that's Chicago. That's fucked up. It was wild, man. Like I was like, I was like, damn, it was a gun. You know, because I'm like, that's the only thing that they would run after somebody like that for. You know? Yeah. Hmm. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty fucking weird. That was, that was a weird feeling. Because you just knew something wasn't right when you see stuff like that, you know? Yeah, you were really Remember? close to it, which is messed up. Yeah, that's the second time. You guys remember when I was having a cigar outside and I heard those gunshots? Mm-hmm. At that hotel. You gotta move, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Downtown used to be a no-go zone for, for bullshit. So then, yeah, obviously things have changed now, but d- literally, if you, you guys have been to Chicago, so you know where Michigan Avenue is, right? You guys have been yeah. on it. Drew, yeah. I've taken you on Michigan Avenue. Sure. So you've yeah. been. So Michigan Avenue near Millennium Park literally looked like a, like a, a CPD precinct. That's how many police cars there were. It was an un, unlike anything I've ever seen before. Hmm. It's weird, man. It's just a different world. Different world. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Pandemic really fucked people's minds up, man. Did there's a lot of fucking terrible stuff happening right now. Mm-hmm. Can't keep humans locked down, man. Like that, you just can't. Mm-hmm. Even you know, I mean, especially for prolonged periods of time. You think that's what it is? Mm-hmm. They haven't. They haven't been locked down now. Yeah, no. I think it's part. I think it's just making up for lost time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain. I, I think, I do think that there's going to be a lot of mental health stuff to come out oh, yeah, for these next few years. It has been. Uh, yeah. And I think it'll continue. I think reasons the, for that too. What's that? There's a lot of reasons for that too. Sure. sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be weird. It'll be weird. I feel bad for kids these days, man. I really do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right, hang on. We got eliminate one of these French fry shapes forever. Well, that's a good question coming in right now. That's a really good question. The classic. Who's, who's that from? This is me. Oh. I, every every year I have a question. This is it. <laughs> That's it. May. Okay. Sixteen. We'll we'll do your favorite, but you also have to eliminate one of these. So the classic Sorry. cut. Is that like McDonald's? Yeah. Okay. Crinkle. Okay, that's like Culver's. Curly. Okay. It's or like Arby's. Waffle. Okay, I already I, know. I kind of want to add in steak, steak fries. fries. Yeah, <laughs> you're a big you're a big steak fry guy. Yeah, right? those those are great. Yeah, yeah, that's the winner. Yeah, you guys have talked about this. You guys love steak fries, both of you. 
Yeah, you can't get rid of steak fries. Steak fries are great. So, obviously, that's my favorite. I think you could get rid of crinkle. I would get rid of waffle fries myself. Yeah? Yeah. They can be a bit too much for some people. or something? No, I just... Too much fry for Mo. I don't know. <laughs> I just... When I think fries, I think vertical, not horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> the crinkle. I'll do crinkle every now and then. I can't remember where from, who has them. Uh, Chick-fil-A? They do... Or not crinkle. I think uh, they waffle. do waffle. That's what I'm saying. Sorry, waffle. Yeah. Crinkle's like Brahms. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> the, the, the problem with crinkle is if you don't get them, if you don't ask them to, like, do them crispy. Yeah. They're shit. And they just, like... They're very susceptible to being undercooked, and they're disgust like they're unedible. Yeah, that's why oh, I don't mind undercooked on a fry. Uh, I'd get really rid of, get rid of crinkle. Yeah. Fuck, fuck crinkle. So you're going what? Steak fry is steak, the best. Steak fuck fry all day. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I like a good classic from uh, uh, Mackey D's. Burger King, I would mm-hmm. think, is like my favorite from uh, Classic Fry. Burger King is just so inconsistent, man. I, in everything. I'm inconsistent in eating it, so it's all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's the Cuban cigars of the fast food world. <laughs> yeah, it is. Kyle, what about you? I'll go steak fries because I like steak fries. Uh huh. Although most of them are good, I'm gonna get rid of the curly fry. Mm. Really? I don't see any any situation where I'd take a curly fry over the other fries. <sighs> seasoned curly fries yeah. are awesome. Arby's? Well, hold on. Season, mm. You can season any fry. They just happen to season curly fry. Well, that's how they yes. come. And the way that seasoning sticks to them because yeah. the, it's fantastic. Yeah. Season up a waffle fry the same way. It'll be just as good. They should. Yeah, that would make them better, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would, actually. <laughs> Mo would be back in on the waffle. Yeah, because they would hold seasoning really well. Yeah, they would. Because of their shape. Yeah. They would. yeah. Um, I I would go classic is my favorite. No, and I would on. I would trash waffle. And no love for the waffle fry. Wow. Oh, classic. Trusty. <laughs> Trusty fry guy. Dude, McDonald's fries are still the best. I don't care what anybody says. Hey, I'm not a Mackey D's fry guy. I think it's the, the oil, though. I don't like that. It leaves like a film in my mouth. Mmm. You <laughs> sure it's from the fries? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had those in forever. I haven't had. I'm going to take that back. I did have Mackey D's, but I didn't have fries. That's... Yeah, that's really the trick with fast food is fuck the fries. Just get another burger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I got. So one of the brokers taught me this life hack at McDonald's. Yeah. You could order. Like a quarter pounder with cheese with no salt. 
So apparently they put salt on the burgers, right? So if you order it no salt, that's what makes them good. They're gear. Well, I know, but they're guaranteed to make it fresh. Yeah, they 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 talk about doing that with fries too. So I did it uh, when I was on the road with him, and it was the freshest quarter pound of cheese I've ever had. But it wasn't as good. Yeah, that's the danger. Mm-hmm. We'll see what you do is you order that, and with then the you get one of, of salt. their salt packets. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was just thinking Put about the fries. Yep. Can, I, can I get fries without salt, but throw in a salt packet? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All people totally do that. Guaranteed. And it's funny, too, because, I mean, if you were just to go in and ask them to put in fresh fries for you, I guarantee you they'd do it. It depends where. (laughs) And what time? What time of day? Yeah, what time? Yeah, if you're going in a rush, that might not be a great idea. But the fries are fresh during a rush anyway. Should be, you'd hope. They didn't pre-cook a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, we got a bunch of listener questions to slam through. You guys ready? Do it. Kyle, speaking of taste and all, have you got your taste back? Did you ever lose it? I never lost it. Oh, interesting. Nice. That's good. Some may say I never had any taste. Oh, that yeah. that could be true. You can't lose yeah. it if you didn't have it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really the secret, right? <laughs> what happened to all your money? What money? Right. What taste? Uh all right. We have a couple from So Bun Bun. First one. Thoughts on the downfall of the cigar company Hammer and Sickle. The company is shut down and all their cigars are on clearance. For some background, in case people are not aware of the story, uh, you can imagine the the imagery of a hammer and sickle are pretty fucking uh, problematic right now uh, with the the Russia-Ukraine war that they're not calling a war in Russia. Um, (laughs) So that was the final straw in the hammer and sickle brand, and they shut it down and sold everything off to, uh, what, two guys? Uh, yeah, he's he's the one that bought it. So that's the background. Any thoughts on that? No, I mean, if if that were the criteria, there should be a lot of stuff that goes out of business. So yeah. whatever. In my opinion: that company <laughs> was dead, dead, dead already. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I again, it sounds like a, a an excuse, not a reason. Right, like our company's going down anyway. Might as well call this done. We go out with like a a reason, mm-hmm. you know, and it seems not shitty that we're we're done. Yep. But the guy that owned it died a few years back, right? Oh, okay. It, yeah, it that's has right. Been, it's been garbage since then, comparatively, right? Like he had actually done a pretty decent job, I thought, of of getting the word out and building something, mm-hmm. and then it it's been junk. I'd never heard of yeah. him. Yeah, I don't. I've never really no, seen them on shelves uh, very often at all. Actually, yeah. um, that's fair. It's very tough. I mean, listen, it it is ridiculously difficult. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard business. 
What was the other question? The other question, banning of flavored cigars. What's next? All cigars. I would, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah, I, I think packaging. I think that's what they're going to go after next. If I had to guess, or online. So cigarettes are still legal, so they're never going to get rid of cigars. But right. It's going to be yeah. way more difficult. And yeah, like that generic packaging, or I don't know something. Mm-hmm. You can't advertise, which they don't really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what else you do. I mean, they're equivalent to cigarettes at this point with the stipulations and all. Yeah, I would say potential exists for anything in a gas station might be problematic, right? But no. Even if it's not flavored, I would guess that would probably be in danger. Um, and the s- other thing that I I could still buy cigarettes. Yeah, you can still buy cigarettes, for sure. Why would they be in sure. danger than at a gas station? Cigars. Uh, just because they think kids do stuff with you know, little cigars. <laughs> well, I mean... They, and they, they probably do. do. They, they do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but weed's legal, so, so that's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's so yeah, not a problem dumb. anymore. Um, God. But the other thing I think is, is actually more likely and interesting, right, is... If you buy stuff online right now from a different state, you don't mm-hmm. get charged the tax. You are supposed to pay that tax yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody does. No. That feels like the thing that's most likely to come next for especially for for uh things like tobacco. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably I mean California, New eventually. Jersey, they've already gone after people. But I think that's probably your next horizon. Is that yeah. that feels like an easy thing to change, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, on to some questions from NC six seven eight nine. This no. is a whole mess, right? Mm-hmm. There's really good stuff in here and some really weird shit too. No, that's how he does it. That's he true. does it on purpose, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I know. I yeah, know. it's like I a, know a bonus. I'm gonna fuck you guys up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. So his first question: What's your bucket list or white whale cigar? Uh, Nothing apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Patina's limited really edition. I would love to try that new. That yeah. I would really love <laughs> to try that new Cohiba that came out. Well, I'll probably never get to. What came out? Which one? The, uh, I don't know, the one they just released or are releasing, like the 53rd anniversary or 55 years or something like that that they're coming out with. Cuban, right? Yeah. Okay. No idea. And I could argue that just regular production Cohiba Cubans are now out of my price range. Like, I will not pay whatever it is now for Cohiba Robusta. So I guess those would be my, my white whales. Right, you think they're going to see a decline in uh, people buying them? I don't know. Cohiba? Uh, Cuban cigars in general because of the price. I mean, in some no. places, that's all they have. So That's true. You won't right? see a decline. You'll see just different people buying them. Mm. I mean, those are pretty affordable cigars for like, 
regular smokers, right? And now they're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. They'll get bought. Uh, my answer to this question is uh, Cuban Davidoff. Ooh. Hasn't been made for quite some time. I'm not sure it's any good anymore, but that would be interesting. I know where you could buy those. Yeah, so do I. How much now, the cost, question though? is, would you buy it and smoke it, or would you just buy it to have it? Well, you buy it to smoke it. Oh, you would? Yeah, what the hell are you going to do look at it? I, we're, I can look at pictures about online this. right now for free. We've talked about this. Collecting cigars versus smoking cigars. Yeah, and that's fine if you want to collect it. That's mm-hmm. okay. But mm-hmm. I would I would smoke that because there's no way that's going to get better at that no. age. Right? Like, Maybe it does. Whoa. Whoa. You remove me from the call. Oh my god! This is why we can't. This is why we can't use Skype. <laughs> my bad. Fucking Mo. My friend. Mo has removed you from the call. <laughs> Did it stop recording too? Well, no, it was recording nothing, and except for me talking. <laughs> Mo has removed you from the call. Interesting. Jesus. What are you doing over there, Mo? Did we closing the gr- Oh <laughs> closing the garage. <laughs> Shutting the garage door so I don't get a fucking coyote running on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him lie. He's working that flashlight. Mm. So are we recording or not? Yeah. I never <laughs> stopped. Mo just booted <laughs> me from the call. <laughs> Oh, jeez. I bet. I don't even know what we're talking about. Kyle was talking about Cuban Davidoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd buy one and smoke it at some point. How much are they? I don't know. I'm looking. Mo, do you know? Probably probably a lot. Like 200 bucks? I think, I think about 500, 500 five, bucks, depending on what. Yeah, that's a lot to pay for a shitty cigar. When, Dan, when Danny was still on the podcast, wasn't wasn't he talking about those? I think so. Yeah. I think Corona Cigar has some. There was, more, right? there was a cool. shop in Denver, Colorado that had some. Oh, is that right? Like an old hotel or whatever that, yeah. Hmm. Oh, whatever. Um, someday I'll probably try one, but I don't really want to shell out four or five hundred dollars for an hour's worth of enjoyment. A cigar that won't draw. Well, not enjoyment, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I if it were, I would rather get an Oro Blanco. But I get wanting to say that you've had a Cuban Davidoff too. I can understand that. Yeah, there's something historical about it. Sure. <clears throat> Let's fucking do it. Well, let me know Go how I'm going. Florida, get some Davidoffs. 
right. Where where are they at? Uh, in Florida? Tampa? Uh no. No. Corona. Orlando. Orlando. I gotcha. What about you, Drufus? Uh I have no idea. I've smoked it. <laughs> I mean, I, well, what was it then? No, yeah, fuck if I know. <laughs> but uh, anything that I've wanted, I've bought and smoked. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Any of that hard to find stuff, I guess, would be cool. Like that mm-hmm. Cuban David off. Uh, I, I don't know. I've smoked a lot of cool shit. Mm hmm. Enough. Well, let's roll to the next thing then. Let's do right. it. He has a lot of questions, so we want to make sure we get through them all. Well, you got, I don't know why. You got but about we'll 11, 11 minutes left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. We got it. He's got five more questions. That's oh, two minutes yeah. per question yeah, and then we're one minute for Mo's seven <laughs> last things. Mm-hmm. One more thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. He says if you could collaborate with another current brand or company for a cigar release, who would it be? And why? Anybody? I guess so. Either be Fuente, because it would be cool. Mm -hmm. Or Caldwell, because I like their cigars. You don't talk much about Caldwell. They do a lot of Dominican stuff. Drew's always been the resident Caldwell fan. Yeah. Doesn't come up much, though. He doesn't smoke a lot of them. That's true. Yeah, there's that. I had one uh, two months ago, one of their new, I don't know, something. <laughs> yeah. I don't get out much either. I smoke at the house a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, legit. Mo, what about you? Uh, Nelson Alfonso or, um, maybe like Castagli, Vlad, yeah, and, and, uh, Jeremy, those would probably be, something like that. Yeah. Quality. What's that? You're going for quality. Yeah, I I think they um, they kind of hit a market that I don't. So um, maybe not so. Well, no, I shouldn't say. Uh, I think you would have, especially with Nelson. Not not to take anything away from Castagli, of course. But with Nelson, certainly that would be an elevation of the brand. Right? Legit. So. Now, of course, I would love to work with a guy like, do like Pete Johnson or, you know, even do something with like Roma Craft or something like that. Like, that would be awesome, but that's just not going to happen. So. It could for a phenomenal fee. Mm. I don't think so. (laughs) Cal? But honestly, bro, like yeah. even 
I mean, even any of these guys, I think it would be awesome. Like, um, even doing something with like, and I know this is like a really cop out answer, but I mean, can you imagine just like being able to work with like Dion or uh, Nick Molillo or, I mean, really, man, any of these dudes would be fucking cool. Yeah. You know, um, Henderson Ventura, even. I mean, you know, these guys are all like creating these these niches. Uh, Sebastian. Um, I, you know, I, I joked around with Ian when we were in Nicaragua together. We should do like a, a dapper patina, you know, something like that. But who knows? Never know, man. You never know. The next limited edition. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> there it is. All right. What about you, Kowski? Oh, um, so he never specifies that it has to be a cigar brand or company. So I would release a cigar in collaboration with McDonald's. Hmm. And I would make a boatload of money. Ooh. What would you call it? Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? Doesn't even matter. The actual Happy Meal. <laughs> Adult Happy Meals, cigars, fries, and a drink. <laughs> Whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Make so much money on Adult Happy Meals. Oh, uh, my God, yeah. Yeah, that should be a thing. Actually, wait it a really minute. should. That's where the money is, right that there. That joke might be an idea. Yeah. Um, what else? What were his other questions? All right. So his next question is a a novel. Uh, I'm all for supporting local, but does there ever come a point where you need to focus on your own pocket first? Is Mm -hmm. that selfish? So many online retailers have ridiculous pricing compared to many B&Ms, especially Mm -hmm. when considering state taxes. Mm -hmm. We talked about before. Nobody pays. So when should you shop local? When should you shop online? Yeah, so obviously you're talking about somebody who's in a higher tax state, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, That's, I assume so, right? It, even even without it, though. Right? B&Ms are more expensive than online. That's sure. just true. Yeah. Any thoughts? I know, Mo, you have to be careful about this no matter what. Yeah, I'm not... Think. Yeah, I'm not really... <laughs> I guess... I, I, uh... I guess whenever you feel like you need to, right? Yeah, I mean these days most B and M's are going to charge you if you bring out bring your own cigars, right? So, granted, that's a minimal fee versus Here, the money you. Here's what need. I would suggest: talk to you, talk to your local shop if you have a good relation. Well, even if you don't, but talk to your local shop and be like, dude, if you carry these, I will buy them. And, like, buy the first box. Just give him money for a box. And then keep buying them from him if he gets them. If he doesn't, then buy them online. I run into this a lot with people, right? Like, I get this question a lot. Um, Because a lot of people's locals don't carry, like, patina, for example. But they buy it. And a lot of them have to go online. So Yeah. Um, Let's even pretend that 
the local shop and the online store have exactly the same inventory. Mm -hmm. I think that's really where the question kind of comes in, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, is that what he's saying? That. Just money-wise? It's not that much yeah. higher. I think you could find a way to do both. You know? You know, maybe if right, you do I'm a gonna... box purchase, you do it online. If you're buying, like, a few cigars at a time, you do B&M and kind of evens out in the end. I don't know. I'm going to throw some opinions in here that I don't think Mo would be allowed to say, and I don't know if he'd agree with anyway. Um Drew, you might end up going on, on this yeah. train. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so I think there are a couple of reasons to buy from B&Ms, right? Okay. If your shop has good service, if you're mm -hmm. going to smoke there, if there's mm -hmm. something that shop brings to you that you find valuable in keeping it around, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever that might mean for you, if there's value in having that shop there. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you're interested in limited edition stuff that you can only get by being a customer, like a loyal customer at a PNM, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's hard to find and they'll set it aside for you. Right? Sure. Those are good reasons to shop at a PNM. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That said, uh, there are a lot of shitty BNMs out there. And just because it's a BNM does not mean it needs to be supported. Right. Don't support a bad business that's more expensive that doesn't bring you any value when you can get better value somewhere else. Right. So there are B&Ms that I absolutely would support that I would drive out of my way to support and buy things at because I find that value from those shops and I want them to stay open. Right. So that's when I would when I would go and, and pay the extra money. There are also shops that I couldn't care less if they close tomorrow. They're not going to see a dime from me. <clears throat> Interesting. I. <clears throat> no, yeah. I think <laughs> I'm going to say this: that the industry as a whole is better off with responsible retailing. So whatever that looks like, right? If, if somebody's doing a good job, they're going to get rewarded for it. That's true. By the customer, you know? Ultimately. I mean, when we look at why most Brick and mortars or brick and mortars that do not make it. Why do they not make it? It's not because of online. It's because they didn't create a value proposition for their customer base. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So I think because, and I, the same people that will tell me I won't carry patina will also carry brands that are sold online for 50% less than what they're selling them yeah. in the store. Yeah. Right. Yep. So but the problem is not at that price too, right? Yes. Yes, they will. Because there's a convenience factor in it. Right. And a, um, a branding factor, right? People walk in and they know what it is. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, so I don't think, online does online hurt some stores absolutely that would you would be in living in a fantasy world if you think there wasn't an effect but that's not why they go under 
when they do or if they do. That's not why. There was a piece of... I think most people are happy to pay for something they want to see exist. Absolutely. Yep. Other thoughts on that topic? No, I, I think, I just think you brought up a really important point that ultimately, if you are a good retailer, you're going to make, you're going to find a way to make it. Yeah. You're going to make it. People are going to want to support you because there's just something magical about having a good cigar shop in your backyard mm-hmm. there just is <laughs> yep. all right uh the next next question is really important uh who would win in a race mo or yogi yogi i can't run for shit anymore what kind of <clears throat> what kind of race foot race car race doesn't say Congressional race. race, yeah, congressional <laughs> race at Blitz. Hmm. I mean, so, so uh, Yogi would be able to make many much better signs than I would. That's true. He would destroy you. Yeah. He'd be screwed. He'd have stickers and signs and all yeah. kinds of shit. Yeah. Yeah. T-shirts. Yeah. Which, which brings me to another thing. So Yogi will uh, try different protein bars and, and he'll send me um, pictures of different ones that he's trying and stuff like that. And it's kind of funny that that's where that whole idea came cigars and protein bars for the name of our podcast. But it's crazy, man, like how so many, like you'll share like, oh yeah, this protein bar is really good. Then all of a sudden... Like a bunch of people, you like, like, oh yeah, that was really good. How many of us like have the same taste? It's kind of funny. Good protein bars, hard to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like the answer to that question is that Yogi would win every <clears throat> kind of race. Yeah, Yogi's a legend. There you go. Uh, another NC question. Uh, it's been said that the quality of many brands has been lacking lately, big brands included. Thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Any truth to it? Any reason why it would be if it's actually happening? Um, yeah, I mean, just like... Are they just cranking shit out? Okay, so... I want to, I want to bring, I want to start this with something else. So I like, I'm waiting for the car market to like calm down, you know? And then I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, do I want to try to find a used car pre pandemic? Like one that was made in like 18 or 19, would that actually be better quality than one made now? Right. Yeah. So I was thinking about that and I'm like, huh, I wonder if there's something to that because of all the shit that's been happening the last couple of years. And really that goes for a lot of different things, I guess. Um, you know, because I would imagine that it's going to take a lot of these companies a few years to truly catch up. So I think 
there may be some quality issues in some of the stuff that's coming out now. Um, and, and if you guys remember the last housing boom, a lot of those like houses, houses and stuff that were built like during that time started to have like, you know, there's some questionable quality in some of that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, cigars are no different and they're not immune to that type of stuff. Um, in late 2019, the factory, you know, things were starting to really slow for the cigar industry. Okay. And the pandemic quickly ramped stuff up, right? Um, not too long after. And so you had seen some, you know, workforce reduction uh, at the end of 2019 into the beginning of 2020, which ended up being a huge mistake. Now, obviously, nobody could predict what was going to happen. Um, but there are less people making more cigars. So, you know. You can only keep that up for so long, too. Right. You know, common sense would dictate, or logic would dictate that there will be issues. And we actually talked about this on the podcast a a few different times uh, throughout the course of the pandemic that, you know, there were two things. If you liked something, you should have gotten it. You know, you don't want to wait around like if you because you weren't sure on supply stuff. Um, And also uh, that quality was probably going to take a hit. You know, these are handmade things. And there are less people making these handmade things. And not only less people, but less experienced people that are being asked to do more. Yeah, that's the real killer, right? Because you've got... You've got worker turnover just like anywhere else, and you've got people leaving Nicaragua in certain cases, right? Because mm-hmm. some adventures going on there. So if you have the means, you might be you might be bouncing from what I've been reading. Um, and then you've got a ton and ton a ton of cigar orders, and it takes mm-hmm. a while to get somebody to become a good cigar roller, right? It's not it's not overnight. It's a it's a long process to get good. So. Uh, who's rolling all these cigars? <laughs> right, someone's yes, got to roll mean, them for sure. Like if you're, I if mean, your every... company suddenly had huge, huge demand, and you had to hire a crap ton of new people to deal with it. Would mm-hmm. quality drop? Depends on what you've got going on, but for a handmade product, almost yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think sometimes you know, Amazon, you can just train them up and have right. them be, you know, robots, but. That's not what we're dealing with. Yeah. I think people just got to be realistic. Um, I think sometimes we lose the human factor. Uh, and, and listen, I, I I get it from the consumer standpoint. You're asking me to pay more for something that is not as good of quality as it was when it was cheaper. I understand all that. I'm not making excuses for the industry, but I am saying you have to be realistic. And these are human beings too. Um, I think, I think sometimes a lot of consumers really forget that. Um, Now with that said, I can only speak for myself. I don't know for other people, but I know my production orders that normally would take, 
four to five months, stuff like that is taking seven, eight, nine months, you know, between trying to get boxes and, and bands done and the cigars and whatever. And I'm actually okay with that. I mean, I said, I put myself in the position to be okay with that, but I'm okay with it because I'm okay with them taking their time. If that means that the cigars are going to be more consistent. You know? Interesting about how, how you have to build up a cigar brand over time too, just because mm-hmm. of how long it takes to roll cigars, right? You can either buy oh, yeah. a shit ton off the bat and hope for the best, but probably not get it. <laughs> Right, yeah. or you gotta pace it all out and understand exactly what's happening. Understand your growth way ahead of time. There's there's a lot of forecasting involved there that I'm oh, guessing yeah. most people don't think about. No, they don't. And we've talked about this on the podcast too. And I actually talked about this when I was on Simply Sogies. Is from a consumer perspective, and because a lot of cigar people don't talk about it, like the that business side of it, I guess you can call it. Um, there's a lot of that, man, you know, and if you have unlimited or deep pockets and it doesn't matter, then you can get away with being very irresponsible in how you allocate stuff. Right. It doesn't matter. If it doesn't sell, I just blow it out. Like, yeah, there are people in that position, right. Where they can get away with that stuff. Um, again, speaking for myself, I am not, you know, so I got to be real careful about not only how much I'm ordering, but how much, like what skews I'm concentrating on. Right. And there's going to be a point where I got to start asking myself, is this even worth continuing to make? Right. Would I be better off trying to introduce something new instead? A limited edition. Monday, right. Monday cigar. Yeah. But not, not, I'm not talking even about a whole line, but even a Vitola <laughs> within a line. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because that's just dead money at that point. Right? So. For sure. Yeah, man. There's a lot that goes into it. And you just try to guess right. <laughs> that's all it is. And sometimes you're going to be right and sometimes you're not. Like, for me, I know there are certain SKUs that I cannot afford to be on back order. Ever. To the best of my ability, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to really focus on for myself. But really, yeah, for the consumers, when it comes down to it, yeah. Well, right, yeah. yeah. It doesn't okay. take Speaking much for you to fall out of a rotation. It takes a lot to get into one. Don't take much to fall out of one. It's true. Two, two bad experiences, right, with a cigar, you're probably out. Yeah, I mean, I'm not it. like that, you're probably but yeah, out. a lot of people are. Well, sure, but, like, it, it doesn't even have to be your fault. That cigar gets touched by so many people, right? Yeah. And so, even people, the way, I mean, you are relying on so many things to go right for people to light up a cigar and have it be enjoyable. You're okay. Forget the factory and all of that. Let just even when it gets here, is the B and M have it properly humidified? 
does the person, when they buy it and take it home, are they properly humidifying it? Do they know how to properly cut a cigar? Do they know how to properly light a cigar? I mean, there's just so many things, you know? The weather conditions, the humidity, the weather, everything, right? Like, absolutely. Yeah. Everything. Huh? You know, they dropped the bag on their way from the car, and now it's split yeah. somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me you've never done that with a cigar. Everybody has, right? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So speaking of forecasting and things consumers want, Patina Sumatra, Patina Humid Bag, when are these things happening? It should be June. Yeah, both. Exciting. Yeah. June for, on for the PC. shelves or June retailers order? Uh, I believe I've already taken pre-orders for the Sumatra. So you expect it like on to... the shelves June-ish. In June-ish, yeah. Depending Hopefully before the show. All yeah. those million fucking things, right? Right, yeah, that they don't get held up in customs, that I mean the last Boxes shipment fucked up. <laughs> right. The last shipment got through customs in three days. The one before that was three weeks. So, you know, you just, I mean, there is absolutely no fucking consistency in any procedural stuff right now. So, sweet. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of it depends. Drew, you excited about Sumatra or is that not so much your thing? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I got my pre-order in already. Really? No. Yeah, I say. <laughs> uh, I will say that it's probably going to be the strongest cigar. Hell yeah. No. And but stronger than the Maduro? Yeah. Yes. No. Come I, on. To no, me, I, it is. All right. Drew, there's no way. No, yeah, not for Drew, maybe. But um, <laughs> And it'll be the first one with the double band. Hell yeah. Is going to say Sumatra? It will. That's cool. Yeah. Are you going that way for everything going forward? Or? Eventually, yes. Okay. That's one of the items of feedback I've gotten from retailers. So, Like, I can't tell a Habano from a Maduro? Apparently not. Apparently not. Hmm. So. I get it. Okay. We'll They're there. real different when you hold them side by side, but I guess if you don't yeah. know what you bought, you know. Well, they also have skews on them and stickers that say what they are, but that's okay. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I get it. I'm, honestly, it's fine. I mean, it, it, it's a legitimate not. But I felt like, even though it's an Oscuro wrapper on the Sumatra, it is close enough to Habano that you need a differentiator. Legit. And that second band can look pretty cool, too, if you do it right. I'll, yeah, I'll send you guys a picture. I have Hell it. Hell yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that should be our... Uh, oh, no, you haven't released the picture yet. It's going to say no. it should be our, our picture for the podcast, but that seems like probably not. Maybe that's how we do it. Or maybe we have one of us just like write Sumatra in MS Paint. Yeah, yeah. Whoever made your Cohiba band. Yeah, those. Cohiba made that band. (laughs) No, whoever made your Cohiba bands, the one that that, yeah, and your Habanos SA. You you can get those from uh, from Cuba. 
Get a Sumatra from Cuba, cow. There you go. <laughs> have I your might find a way. Have your one of your children do it with crayon. <laughs> I'll have to find that that color, <laughs> kind of teal looking color. Smoke there you go. Smoke maniac. I believe so. Smoke like a sultan. Yeah. Do it. So, yeah, be on the lookout, man. Um, for the Sumatra, it should be a couple weeks away, a few weeks away, I think. So, very nice. Your uh, your normal suspects have already put in their their pre-orders, so that I know a lot of our listeners order from. So, yeah. Give us and some, this will only be four sizes. Four sizes. There will be, yeah, there won't be an oxidation. Okay. So, yeah. Are you doing a precipitation? Mm-hmm. A little one? Yeah. But that'll be limited, like in sense of production. So you put a third band on it that says limited? No. Yeah, there won't be any cigar left. Just keep adding bands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, there is something regal, if you will, about double bands. I, I know some people don't like them. I actually do. I think they're, I think they give the cigars, uh, I don't know. But it doesn't work on everything. Yeah. I think they look nice most of the time. Yeah. Me too. There you go. Well, give us something else, Mo. That's all I got. That's it. Next week. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You never, I mean. You never know. Yeah. You never know. We'll see. Life happens. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. All right, boys. Have a good one. Later. See ya. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's uh, episode of the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, direct message us, um, email the Sultans of Smoke at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments for the show. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks.